I don't know what your police captain told you about me, but I'm a different breed of podcast. I'm from the streets, and I'm the last podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the last podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Sean Penalver. Last time we had with us Mark Hurtado, and this time we have with us... Mad Wit. Mad Wit. Hey. <laughs> Mad, when was your last show? Uh, April 14th in Houston. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's when we were I, almost going to record. Yeah. The, I'm kind of glad that, that we were able to move it to this date because that would have been insane. I did two very different sets, but they were both solo. So I did a... Um, like, I activated this sound installation. Yeah, I that was wish a, I could have gone to that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so I fun. I heard so much about it. I feel like I really developed a relationship with this piece, you know. So what I was playing guitar out of was a canvas that had been converted into an amplifier and was hanging on the wall. And then... And I didn't really get to interact with it until, like, maybe two hours before the set. And I had, they asked me to do some type of... They wanted a punk lady guitarist to do and i'm using air quotes here based <laughs> off of like the call right uh to do like an experimental improv kind of noise set and it was so interesting because like in my preparations for this improv thing it actually ended up being completely different than what i had prepared uh, in a really good way like yeah, i yeah. felt like once i was in the space and like with the audience and things like that i felt like i was able to achieve like flow state and like left my body and i was like i don't this is not what i've been preparing but this feels right and Uh i like ended up like on the foot like on the floor like screaming into my uh into my pickups like (sighs) oh yeah it was like really wild um Dang, man, so give me more FOMO. That, I actually, uh, well, I have it recorded on my phone. I have a video on oh, my phone. Jeez. I just haven't, I actually haven't watched it yet. Hey, you need to post that. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I actually have a handful of footage from that day um, that I just haven't been able to go through the, the footage yet. I'm kind of bad at posting sometimes. But then that night I played my Mad Wit songs um, solo, and then, and that was really fun, too. Man, so, legit. That was my, that was my, those were my last, uh, my last show. I really wanted to go to that. Uh, I had to work. Um, who designed the canvas speaker? It was I. I need to look at the name because it is something that I am not used to pronouncing a lot. So give me one second, because uh, it is yeah. There it goes. Nama Sabar. Nama Sabar. N a a m a. That's a name I haven't heard yet in Houston. Yeah. Um, and so she made a handful of these, and some of them were like hooked up to a microphone. Some of them were hooked up to other instruments. But in this space, in this gallery specifically, there was just the one, and then it was hooked up to like a little mixer, and then I plugged in my pedal board to that mixer, and then cool. it, yeah. I'm so glad that live art is finally coming back. Uh, do you remember the carols? You ever go to the carols? Uh, oh yeah, like Carol, where are you? Yes, I still get all of like uh, in the Facebook memories yeah. and things like that. You know, see seeing good old Carol and a Google phone number on there. Yeah. Oh man, those were my <laughs> favorite shows that I've been to in Houston. Like there was nothing like that. Just this collected experience. They, I think that that whole thing was like 
you know, T is just such a brilliant person yeah, and good friend. And, um, and you know, I've always just been so in, enamored and inspired by the way that they approach, like, community, art space, different types of mediums. And, like, I, I remember there was one that they did that was, like, at the Metro Rail. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge one for me. That I was definitely remember that one. Really cool. Yeah. I remember walking out and uh, hearing Emily uh, singing on that balcony during the opera. That was it, it was like ethereal, just like the doors open to the tram and you just hear opera and you're just like, What? Like <laughs> Oh, that was a good show. And yeah, T is a huge inspiration of mine. One of the most inspirational people I know probably. I love I love them. They did uh, a poetry show last night at Raven yeah, Tower. I had to work or I would have gone. I, I was here in a different city. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go really bad though. Well, uh, Google needs to hop on teleportation already, dude. If is there a superpower question? Because that is what I would. That is the. Uh, when was the last time you wanted a superpower, and what was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the superpower that I would, I often want the teleportation yeah. superpower because it also applies to in my. I mean, the way that I theorize it, time travel. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because so... you could teleport through time and space. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, just kind of like, I think that would be great. And also with travel time, too, because I just want to be everywhere all the time. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, oh, do I ask you a question now? Yeah, you can. Is that how it goes? Um, when was the last time you were at the beach? <laughs> the beach? Um, I want to say the last time I went to the beach was probably a year before COVID. Uh, I went with an improv friend, Jackie, and her partner, and one of her friends, and we just, like, got in the car and went to the beach. Galveston? Yeah, Galveston. We just spent the day there, and it was wonderful, and I'd love to go back because... I love the beach. I love going to the beach. And oh, even though yeah. even though it, it, sometimes it's just Galveston, and Galveston isn't even that great of a beach, it's still so nice to just be there. The sounds yeah. of the waves. The yeah. atmosphere. And then something I've always done since a kid, I like to just dig a hole when, when I'm at the beach. Just dig a giant hole or any size hole. Dude, yeah. Play with sand yeah. and like just having it just for... You're not even trying to make anything. Yeah. There's no goal. Yeah. You're just playing in it. <laughs> just moving it from here to there. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, when I was in Houston last week, I was with a friend of mine, and you know, she was talking about how like sometimes she'll listen to waves to chill, or like the sounds of waves, you know, just like ethereal sounds. And and we were in the city, and she made this joke that was because what we heard was like, so she lives in like the warehouse district, like very like very close to the freeway and she was saying how the sounds of the cars kind of reminded her of waves almost i can see that yeah she's like this is this is my beach <laughs> and we're like under the freeway <laughs> you know um, that doppler effect yeah um when was the last time because girls rock camp it's making me think this and i wanted to talk more about that when was the last time that like you felt you really inspired somebody you know, I actually saw some a result of that recently. It's so the best feeling. My, my an old student of mine came to my show at the Moody Center for Performing Arts at Rice oh, last legit. week. Okay. Last week, 
Um, and she's like 19, grown. She's like, I'm working on my EP right now in LA. And like, with, Whoa, this, with this person too. that like I really look up to. And it's like, you know, and I remember I started teaching her when she was like 10, you know, like pre braces, during braces, after braces, you know, and like, and uh, it was, and you know, she's in school and was has even exploring with gigging and then doing girls rock in Houston. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt like that was really sweet that like, she's doing the things and she, she, that made me feel good to know that there was a, at least a person that would, that, I don't know. Took, you, I, gave, I got to give them some stuff. And you've they did transferred it. into them. Like <laughs> you become immortal through them in a way. Like it, right. it's such a crazy feeling. Yeah, my first job was in daycare for like eight years. Like once I was fifteen, I started working at like a daycare or like a a day camp thing, like mm-hmm. for summer. And just every once in a while, like coming across one of those kids and being like, "Oh man, like what are you up to these days?" You know, and they'll be like, "Oh, blah blah." And it's like you were such a inspiration or like you're so goofy or you made me inspired to do this or that and it's just like wow what a feeling yeah very cool you have effect on the world um what was the last song you wrote i'm like writing a bunch of them right now yeah <laughs> it's like it's funny because like the way that i'll write is like yeah tell me about that spurts of like riffs and then i'm like oh i think this riff could actually go with this other one so, like, there's usually, like, a handful of song seeds that are, like, in the garden growing mm-hmm. kind of together, <laughs> you know? So, it's, yeah, it's, I kind of do it more like that versus, like, one at a time. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's very helpful. Yeah. I mean, I can only, like, play one song at a time, like, on as far as like on a like on a linear timeline level, you know, like you can, I can't play six riffs at this literally at the same yeah. time. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> uh, is it? Do I? Do you have another one, or should I go? Yeah, you can go. Who was the last person that you saw a rainbow with? <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll try to do an easier one. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I had a better answer for that. What, what was the last show that you went to? Uh, the last show that I saw, like concert, mm-hmm. uh, I saw Snarky Puppy oh, in February. How was that? Incredible. Fantastic. Uh, groovy jammy? Yeah. Uh, very groovy jammy. I mean, a Snarky <laughs> Puppy. Uh, I, I recommend them to anyone. Like, honestly, I think they're some of the most talented musicians, like, touring right now. Like, it's insane. And they're all from Texas, too. So it's like... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it brings a little piece of heart from home. I don't think I knew that they were from Texas, actually. Uh, I knew in the back of my mind, like, I remember le- learning it, but then once I was at the show, uh, the guy that I met and was talking to basically, like, follows them. Like, he's just one of those, like, super fans, 
and he just like tours around with them. And he was like, oh yeah, they all went to Texas Tech or State, one of the Texas places. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right, I totally forgot. And then the concert that they were doing was a Texas exclusive tour. They were only touring like four cities in Texas, and now they're recording the new album in Dallas, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so they were just like warming up before they recorded the album, because they do their albums live, most of them now, or a lot of them. That's cool. And so, yeah, incredible show. And then they did another show in Austin, like the next day, which I watched on YouTube, and it's like... They uh, they played different songs, completely different. So it was like different shows. It's insane, just the talent. Like, uh, I really wish that I could do live shows with my music, but I would need a full band because you, you, it's very hard to do everything by yourself. Yeah, it really is. There's only so much time in one day. Yeah, and I can't do piano and drums and guitar and everything at once. Uh, I wish like like Kevin Parker, you know, he does everything himself, and then he hires a band for Tame Impala, and they mm-hmm. tour like that. If I had the time and money, you know. Oh yes, oh yes. I feel, yeah. I kind of do it like, well, leading a band is hard, <laughs> and um, but the way that I kind of do it is very similar to that. Or, but I don't play everything on the record. Like what I'll do is I'll have my guitar riffs and like my vocal parts. And then I'll kind of have an idea for what the bass part or the keys or the drum parts are. And then I play them, like, I'll demo it like that, mm-hmm. but, or kind of just jam on it with a looper and then be like, hey, this is the vibe of this part, but also you have been playing drums since you were, like, eight. And you, like, true, like, God, I love my drummer. He's amazing. Um... His name is Paul Pignon, and he, like, true professional and artist, like, as far as just has a, like, in a sense where he has such a strong understanding of, like, palette of tones and, like, sounds and and percussion world. Where he's like, do you like these darker symbols or do you want these brighter ones? I'm like, oh, I don't, like, he'll ask me some questions sometimes where I'm like, I didn't think of that. I don't know. Uh, just get, I trust you. <laughs> Make an assessment. <laughs> That's such a true percussionist because there are so many, air quotes, drummers out there that just like want to hit drums, you know, to music. And right. That works sometimes too, but, you know, uh, there's people like Paul, you said. Yeah. Which change everything. Like that really adds, because the drums are the backbone to music sometimes. Not always. There, There's a lot of music without drums, but... Drums definitely add that vibe. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely like an emulsifying instrument. I'll yeah. say that. I inhaled my own spit. <laughs> <coughs> you mean breathing? No. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I get what you mean. Yeah, and so yeah, so from there, you know, I'm like, this is kind of ish the these parts, but be yourselves because. Y'all know how to shut yeah. on these instruments for them. See, that's what I've always wanted to do. And like, I rem- like growing up, I always wanted to be in a band. I studied percussion and oh, cool. piano and stuff. And it just never came to be. And so once like almost six years now, like, uh, oh well, over six years, I started doing ukulele. And I started like recording songs on that. But then six years ago, I started Who to Thunk. And I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. I'm just going to do this now. I'm going to... if. 
if a band comes after that, then yeah, cool. But like, I'm ready to make music, and now I'm 77 albums in. That's like, cool. Yeah. I mean, at least you have the tracks already made, and then from there, I guess you could chart it out if to, to make it easier yeah. for your band, and then that's what I I try to do it like that. Uh-huh. You know, just in case you you know you need you're you need a drummer or you or whether it's for like a long term or just a gig, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'll see. Uh, what was the last album you listened to? Like the full album? Yeah, let's go for that. Uh, actually, I listened to the new King Gizzard album. The, oh, yesterday. really? Yeah. How is it? It is really good. What's the name of it? Let me look it up. It's. Uh, I have a hard time sometimes remembering names of things. They are also a very prolific band. Yeah, I mean, and good for them that you know they have that. Um, budget because yeah. i think that it's it really all started with them getting this, a big grant that they were able to use to put toward like a handful of albums and then it became is that great... when they did the like a whole year of like they made like 50 albums in a year or whatever they probably used that grant money i think that that's what it was hey it really helps to have a budget um but yeah their their newest record which is called um, Omnium Gatherum. Gosh, they sounds like a metal. They are okay. This album is crazy because like there's times where it's like, you know, kind of they're like prog jazz shred vibes, mm-hmm. and then there's time like there's a song I'm like that they're just like channeling Metallica. Yeah, and then they go there's like like a hip hop there's like hip hop breaks and I'm like okay like. Yeah. Their range, they go anywhere. Like, they had a metal album, like, a few albums ago. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, their range, and that's what I really enjoy about them, and also what I try to do in my music is, like, not limit myself to a certain genre. Like, because mm-hmm. music is anything, you know? Uh, and I don't want to get stuck as an artist, like, kind of <laughs> like what happened with Daft Punk that we were talking about earlier, where it's like, you make a different sound, and then suddenly everyone was like, oh, I miss the old sound. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, we're not doing that anymore, you know? So, get used to it. Or bands that, yeah, like literally just stay. This we were talking. I heard we were getting coffee the other day, and we heard Band of Horses like on the on the patio speakers. Mm-hmm. And we were joking like, "Oh, I'm just waiting for him to start talking about the funeral." But it's like, man, whenever those albums did come out, like those those guitar tones and like the that style was actually really cool. But I noticed that not to talk bad about Band of Horses if. They end up listening to this, <laughs> which I'm sure they have better things to do listen to me talk about music. But, um, you know, but I feel like it, they, you know, with their releases, it was kind of samey, you know, mm-hmm. like just they were like, this is this works, so we're just gonna keep doing this instead of taking those risks. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes they pay out, and then sometimes they don't. Once you take that risk, and your audience is just like. Uh, we didn't like it, you know, then that, that's when you lose the money and everything. Yeah, that's scary. But you also can't, like, make music to people, please. I, I completely you know? agree. So it's that weird balance of yeah. figuring out what works and what doesn't. That was something that, like, I really had to... Like, I understood it, but I had to understand it more once I started making music and putting it out there. And then you'd get the people that are like, oh, you should do it like this and that. And it's like, well, I, I kind of... Made it for me. I like, yeah, I made it for anyone to listen to, but like the experience was kind of my own. Like, and if I change it up and stuff, then it's kind of like 
you're changing the experience. And so mm-hmm. it goes both ways. Like, who are you trying to please and who are you trying to reach? And so now it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a mixture of both, you know, or I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to explain. <laughs> I, I'm catching it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking it up. It's a paradoxical situation. Yes, yes. Oh, I call those jumbo shrimp situations. Yeah, like... <laughs> oxymorons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the last thing that you created? Like, have you made any art or anything? You build guitars. No. Oh, okay. I don't build guitars. I mean, I work on... I do maintenance on my guitars. Oh, okay. But I saw a photo that I thought... Yeah, just like basic stuff. And okay. then if there's anything that's more, you know... Um, I go to certain people if there's very specific things that I don't know how to do that are a little bit more advanced. Um, but the last thing I made was a promo video for Girls Rock Camp. Oh, legit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm really lucky with my job because I get to still be creative. And some of it's like spreadsheets and like, you know, admin or like correspondence and things like that. But then... You know, sometimes I get to like record theme songs or make video. Like, vid- I, I don't know. I think it's important to l- learn how to do a lot of different things. Yeah. And so, what a cool job! Yeah. So I, I've been learning, you know, how to do video editing and things like that. And I'm not trying to like be, you know, like I'm not submitting it to some film festival. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want people to know that Girls Rock Camp is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, ooh, that looks fun. And what I loved about it too in the process of making it, it's like, because I was kind of, you know, I've, I've talked to you about kind of loosely about my moods and, you know, just uh, I experience a lot of waves of different feelings all mm-hmm. the time. And so sometimes I don't, I don't feel great or, you know, I'm not feeling super motivated or pumped, but I was, I still need it. I still have to do stuff to survive. Right. And so I completely understand my assignment. Cause I expressed this to my boss, like, Hey, I'm not, uh, just not feeling great today. He was like, you know, I kind of want to like do something more things that are like a little bit more creative today to help my brain. And she was like, you know what you could do is make a promo video. And so with all the footage from that's tw- the last time we were in person was 2019. So the folders were shared with me and I'm looking at footage from the showcase because at the end of camp, we have a showcase and they, the legit. campers get to yeah. play their songs to like, and I mean, these are like packed shows. Oh, I bet. They're, they're so wild. Um, and it was, like, so wholesome, you know, like, actually, like, really, like, I felt like those were necessary, like, nutrients that I needed, like, because, you, you know, that's the first step in making a video, right? Like, you have to go through the foot. I mean, yeah. other than shooting the footage, we're like, that's already been done. I had to go through all of it, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm pumped up. This is exciting, and, like, that was actually the first thing I did. I finished when I woke up this morning. And when, uh, you said one of the comforts is nostalgia. And mm-hmm. so that, but that was a very nostalgic experience of being like, oh man, I remember this. Yes. I remember being there. Like, oh man. Also, just re-listening to old music like that, you helped kind of create. Like, you were the inspiration behind you know, the teacher. Yeah, That's such a cool experience. Yeah, the camper band that I coached, I got to see that. I was like, did I? I kind of forgot that I. I've just been doing this for a long time, and so sometimes I forget. Like, what kid was that? What was that band name called that we made? Um, but. Yeah, the the camper band that I coached was actually, like, they were so awesome. They were really tight and together, and, like, the singer, the camper singer was, like, 
really I'm I'm doing like wavy arm like <laughs> hey, like soulful soulful mm-hmm. but like but it's really about especially with singers it's about the hand gestures yeah. and like the the ear plus you know like you place your finger over your ear a little bit so you could hear yourself better. Yeah. You wave your hand around while you're doing the runs. Depending on how high you're going and how low you're going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, your hand becomes a vocal theremin. Yes. <laughs> Theremins are wild. It looks like wizardry. Like see, That's what I think of whenever I see people playing a theremin. It's like, you look like a wizard. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just moving your hands and sounds are coming out. <laughs> yeah. It's such a fun instrument. I would love to have a theremin. They're like a thousand dollars, though. You can build your own. Uh, yeah. They also have more affordable, more ones. affordable ones that also have like presets of different modes and scales in key signatures, and then you can like the like on a synthesizer, how there's certain presets that yeah. have like different waveforms or like shapes. You know, they have that. Uh, it's a the one that I've seen that's. The most what like accessible Moog makes it, and um, I don't think Moog that, they make everything. They're cool. Have you been to the Moog factory in Asheville? No, it's very cool. If you ever are in Asheville, go. It's very fun, and there's wait like Asheville, uh, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Ooh, gosh, when am I gonna be there? It's pretty. When you tour with your band. Oh, and you're right. Or when I tour by myself. Yeah, that's the that is a goal. Uh, what I really like, uh, if I were to do a tour, and I've been trying to think plan something for the last like few years, I really need visualizers. So I need to hire someone who can like make a good. Because if it's just me on stage, it's just like when you go see like a DJ or something like that. Like mm-hmm. they have all these visualizers that really make it more of an experience. Because again, they're just hitting play on a laptop and then kind of like mixing the sounds a little bit live. You have to like provide this experience. Mm-hmm. And so as an artist, like that is what I'm trying to work towards is like having the funds and designing that experience that then I can go on tour with and like have something like audience participation, you know, like uh, a very inspirational show that I went to was uh, right before COVID was Dan Deacon. Oh, that, that's a great show. It's that's a fun. magical show. And mm-hmm. like uh, if anyone listening ever gets the chance, like check it out because like it's just him. He hits play on his laptop. He does some, you know, edits. Uh, he's got one mixing board, and then he's got like he'll sing every once in a while, like with his own vocal, and he'll mix his vocals like live, and then he'll instruct the audience to just do different things. Like I remember one of them was like he picked two people, and then each half of the audience had to just mimic these people. So like the people would be dancing, and then all the entire audience would be dancing like these people, and it's just like. What an experience, you know, and so that is what I'm kind of trying to design now, and I'm just looking for someone, and now that I have better funds coming in, uh, I'm trying to, like, hire someone, like, input-output, or, you know, like, or uh, uh, Taylor Knapp, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Spank. Oh my gosh, I used to work with him at Guitar Center, like, oh, years really? wow. ago, like, 2012 in Sugarland, yeah. Small world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then we've worked together on a couple of events and productions, whether he was playing or doing his visual stuff. So, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to save cool. up funds for an experience. And then I'll go into over that. So we'll see. Um, what was your last tour? We did a little Texas run. I don't know if I would... It was like a long weekender. It was like a 
I think it was like a Thursday through Sunday thing. So I don't know if that counts as a tour, but we did the Texas dates with Thelma and the Sleaze. So we did... Thelma and the Sleaze. Uh, what was it? It was like Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas. Wow, okay. Or Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas. Wow. Have you ever toured by yourself? Like solo? Yeah. Yeah, like the yeah that's, that's another thing that I'm worried about touring solo is like getting robbed or anything. Like having all the gear just by myself, you know? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of fears that I have of being just by myself uh, in a tour setting. Like I can yeah. be by myself. But what I mean is like traveling across the country with just me and my gear and, you know, like I don't know how people are going to interpret the way that I look or the body that I'm yeah. in or anything like I that. I hear so many stories, know? even with bands that have multiple people. It's like they'll be bringing gear off stage to put in their car, then they'll come back and all of their gear is just gone, you know? And it's just like, what do you do after that? You know, you lose you lose the entire Go rest of your me, tour. I guess. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, follow a police report and that might not and do hope. a damn thing. Yeah, and then... <laughs> exactly. The tour is basically over. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of, like, buddy system or, like, team. Like, I like a team. That's thing. why I want a band. It's good. It's Well, I think it's good for, like, personal morale, too. It's, like, it's easy for us to kind of put on the blinders and get stuck in our own heads. And having, help, you know, different perspectives and learning about trust and helping something, like... This is why I loved choir so much was because, I mean, even on like on a, I feel like I see it is almost like the connection between like a choir works the same well as like molecular structures and things like that, where it's like small yet essential pieces of something much larger than itself. Like I I felt like the spiritual divinity, like whenever, gosh, I still like get chills or like emotional whenever I think about singing in choir and like there's just some, like it. It feels like I am, yeah, doing the important, necessary micro work. Yeah. For like the macro, I'm, my brain goes micro macro a lot. No, and I, like I, seeing I, all the connections with all how all those things you know we work together. And know? we'll talk a lot about it in the next podcast because I mean yeah. like that's essentially what I call funk, like and how it all just relates with each other and mixes and intermingles. You know, and by the tiniest particle has an immaculate effect on everything around it. You mm-hmm. know. It's such a weird experience. You're making me want to watch Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, you're talking about the Force, dude. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, almost. What was the last time you watched Star Wars stuff? Uh, <laughs> and what was the last one you watched? The last one I watched was the latest one because a... A movie? So Yeah. I, I, uh, Episode 9? Yes. The, uh, the last Star Skywalker? The Rise of Star Wars? Skywalker? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I review movies anonymously on Twitter. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that is probably my biggest following. Out of all my art projects, that has the most followers. Uh, and it, it's so funny because it's anonymous. Like, no one even knows that I'm doing it. Um, but I ran through all of Star Wars. Like, uh... All the movies. Yeah. From 1 to 9, and then also Solo and Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why I still have... Clone Wars on my list, but also because I'm a huge animation fan. Cool. And so that's why I really want to watch that. But I would say the last Star Wars film I watched was, yeah, Episode Nine, 
maybe a year and a half ago. But yeah. Cool. Uh, well, Mad, we're about at 30 minutes. Uh, any last things to say? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Thanks. Uh, this was fun. Plugs. What's going on in your life? Where can people find you? All those things. Uh, you can follow my bands. Um, Sailor Poon Band um, is the Instagram handle. Um, and then from there, you can find music links in the bio. Um, Mad Wit Official with underscores in between. And then Wit is spelled W H I T. Um, so Sailor Poon is more of the like punk doom band that I play guitar in. And then Mad Wit is more of like my, that's my solo project, which is more like finger style guitar with syncopated rhythms and acrobatic vocal melodies and kind of like math soul mm-hmm. jazz because I like math rock. <laughs> also, um, and then I also work for. Uh, Nonprofit organization Girls Rock Austin. Uh, so that's Girls Rock ACX. But uh, each city has their own Girls Rock. So there's sometimes there's different like city abbreviations. But that's legit. Yeah, it's an international alliance. That's a cool project. I really respect that. Uh, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. My Venmo is Mad M A D underscore House H A U S like Haas Mad Haas, and then. Um, PayPal is saywitnow, W-H-I-T, at gmail.com. Saywitnow at gmail.com. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you again for being on. Thanks. And thank you all for listening. See you next time. Bye.